being two people
versus Wednesday. And what I'm hoping to do is to, to help us to understand what is the difference between the three and give us some working definitions so that no matter where we are, we can at least get a picture of what knowledge is and what wisdom is and also uh, what is understanding. Praise the name of the Lord. So Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 through 12 and away from the new international version. It says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord, pleased in in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Verse 12, in giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Again, I want to talk to you about knowledge versus understanding versus wisdom. Uh, man, on the envelope that I just gave you, I want you to write the address of somebody you know from the country you're from. I want you to address that envelope with the address. You can choose whatever you want to choose. You can choose a, you know, a teacher, a co-worker, you don't necessarily have to. But I want you to write an address from where you're from. Can you do that? And man, if you can choose an address from the state uh, you're from, and just write it on that, and then I'll get back to you. Praise the Lord. So, one of the things that, as we've been doing midnight prayer, especially, because uh, that's, the, that's the prayer that I show up to uh, most of the time, but also in the morning prayer, and many of you probably have heard this concept of praying the scriptures. Praying the scriptures. It's good to pray our own prayers, but sometimes, and many times, it's good to pray the scriptures because as I read particularly the prayers of the Apostle Paul, I realize how, I'll just talk about me that way, you don't have to be offended. I, I realize sometimes how immature my prayers are, and maybe even how selfish my prayers are, in the sense that they, my prayers sometimes more involve my will than God's will. So what I'm going to do right now, we're going to have a quick lesson, and hopefully tomorrow, or when you leave here, you can pray these seven prayers. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, okay? and I'm going to, I'm going to say seven prayers from this scripture that Paul just said, because he says, we have not stopped praying for you, we continually ask God, and any of the seven things, at least in this text, that he asked God to do. So what I want you to do is bow your heads. You can even close your eyes because this is between you and God. And I'm going to 
I'm going to speak a point and then I want you to repeat what I said. So that way you don't have to focus. You don't have to focus on what's on the screen. You can just focus on what you hear and focus on what you're speaking to God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Okay, so this is the first prayer. And Father God, give me wisdom and understanding from the Holy Spirit. Come on. Father God, give me wisdom and understanding from the Holy Spirit. Amen. For those of you online, please do it. Those of you who are sanctuary, you also do it. The third prayer. Father God, help me to live a life that's worthy of you. Come on. Father God, help me to live a life that's worthy of you. Very good. Fourth one. Father God, help me to please you in every way. Father God, help me to please you in every way. Fifth one. Father God, help me to bear fruit or results in every good work. Father God, help me to bear fruit or results in every that good work to be your job, your home, your school, your relationships, but we want to be a fool for God. Amen. Six one. God help me to keep growing in my knowledge of you. Come on. God help me to keep growing in my knowledge of you. Finally, Father God, help me to regularly give you thanks, appreciation, that's full of joy. Here we go. Father God, help me to regularly give you thanks and appreciation that's full of joy. Amen. What would happen if you prayed and I prayed those seven prayers regularly? Just praying regularly. That last one, help me to regularly give you thanks and appreciation full of joy. The Bible says that everything give thanks. Because this is the way God. What if we pray regularly, Father, fill me with the knowledge of your will? How different would our prayers be? Too often our prayers are need based and not focused on his need base. Praise the Lord. It's quiet again. A lot of shouting when it came to us, but now we're talking about praying prayers, script sure prayers, sure scripted prayers, scripted from the word. So I challenge you this week, wherever you are, to pray these words for the next seven days and see what God does. Amen. Fill me with your joy. The Bible says it. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. The Bible says about the kingdom of God in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, the kingdom of God is not what you eat or what you drink, but the kingdom of God is righteousness and joy in the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? amen. Now what's interesting about 
these, the first two points of the prayer is the first two points of the prayer are really focused on wisdom, knowledge, and
when it comes to uh, knowledge, I like the definition that I got from my brother, my friend uh, Cameron, brother Cameron Eady. I remember him saying that the word knowledge means, you see that word, to know the lecture, to know the lecture. And those of you who are in finance, you know that a lecture is a book of accounts. It tells you who you owe and who you and who you don't owe. It tells you, uh, uh, you know, who's, who owes you and who doesn't owe you. And so, in, in this book of accounts, in this case, we have the Bible, which is the ledger of God. Are you follow me? And it has a number of accounts in this book that we should know about. Are you follow me? For example. In this book is the account of how the world was created. Amen. In this book, there's an account of how man and woman were made. In this book is an account of how sin entered the world. In this book is an account of why God sent his son Jesus Christ. In this book is an account of why we celebrate Christ's Mass for the celebration of Christ. It's not about Santa Claus and Frosty and Rudolph. It's about Jesus Christ, the hope of our glory. Amen. And this book is the account of God. And it is imperative that we know this book of accounts, to know the lecture. Are you following me? And because the Bible says, uh, Proverbs 1 verse 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, if you don't fear the Lord, fearing God, meaning respecting God, is the starting point of knowledge. Not Harvard, not MIT, not Stanford, not Oxford, not anywhere else. The beginning of knowledge is respecting God. An ignorant person, meaning the person who has not been educated, has more knowledge than a person who has a PhD. If the person who is ignorant fears and respects God, but the person who has all these degrees does not. Because he goes on to say, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. One of the most frightening scriptures that I memorize is in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, where it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And God goes on to say, because, and because you have rejected knowledge, I've rejected you. Oh, it's quiet here. It is imperative that we know the legend. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. Almost 180 verses that talk about the Word of God. Are you with me, folks? We must know the Word of the Lord. That is where we get our information. Thank you. In it is the word of God is our information. Yep. The word of God 
that forms us on the inside. It is God's purpose, John chapter 1, verse 12 to 14, he wants the word to become flesh. He wants his word to become a part of us. He wants his word to form us on the inside. So David understood this when he says in Psalm 119, verse 8 of 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin, that I might not transgress, that I might not miss the mark against you. Are you with me so far? Amen. I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to talk about knowledge and understanding. And the next week, I'm going to talk about wisdom because I'm, we're running out of time. <laughs> and so, if I know the legend, then the next thing Paul was praying for is not that, not only do I want you to, to not only am I praying for you, Church of Cause, that you be filled with the knowledge of God's wisdom. Not only am I praying for you that God will help you to grow in your knowledge of Him, you don't need Pastor Chandler to prophesy to you to understand what the will of God is. You have 66 books that will tell you what God thinks about certain things, and thank you, uh, Brother Troy, talking about what God thinks about your money. Mm -hmm. See, tithing, well. let, me, let me just pause and what can they say is, the reason, one of the reasons why we tithe, not only because it's commanded, but let me give you a, 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 a practical thing to think about. When I tithe, and read Malachi chapter three, tell you what tithing will do and what non-tithing will do. And you can draw a conclusion on what side of the ledger you're on. But when we tithe, we do not tithe based on what we have left over. As soon as my check comes in, I immediately take 10% off the gross. Yeah. It's quiet already. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh my goodness. The federal government does not take money on what you got left over. The state government does not take money on what you have left over. Your health insurance doesn't take money from what you have left over. No, it does not. And so God is saying, let's see, this way you're not getting mad at me. Turn your name and say, neighbor. God is saying to you, why are you serving me leftovers? <laughs> have you ever left something in the refrigerator a long time? Oh, my God. Starts to turn colors. Starts to throw forests and leaves in your closet, in your refrigerator. You have your old uh, foliage trip. 
God and God don't want that though. So when I tie what the Lord is basically saying is you're putting your trust in me that if I give you what belongs to you first, you'll have all the other stuff. So if I just get leftovers, maybe that's the reason why you're getting leftovers. Because the Bible says, be not deceived. Galatians chapter 6, God is not locked. Whatever a man sows, a man sows that will they also Let me hurry up here. Understanding. The word understanding means to realize the significance of or the implications of. Okay, so I'll have to pick this up next week, but I want to just put this in your spirit. To realize the significance of, to, to realize. The reason the word real is because, because the word true means real. I hear you. The word truth means real. <laughs> Straight. Don't get mad at me. I'm just using the illustration. Turn your name and say, don't get mad at me. I'm just using the illustration. I remember I was, this article, because, you know, I get these news articles on my phone, and it was an article of a man who, after his honeymoon, he divorced his wife. And he divorced his wife because at the wedding, Significance of 
or the implications of. This is going to help you. So, in other words, if I have understanding, I will understand, I will realize, meaning the truth, I will realize the significance of meaning. The word significance comes from, from, from two Latin words, uh, 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 signal, from which we get our English word sign or mark, and fagio, from which we get our English word factory, and it means to make. So, so understanding is when I realize what is the significance of this thing. What mark will this thing make in my life? You say, why is that important? Because Proverbs says there is a way that seems right, but the end is death. But also, oh, this is a good word for powerful spirit. Understanding also helps me to realize the implications of something. The implications of something. The word implication means the involvement. So if I'm involved in this thing, what will really happen? If I get involved with this dude or this dunette, what will really happen? Uh, this word understanding, it means to, uh, implication means to entangle. So realize who am I being entangled with? Are you following me? But this is what I like. Could you bring me your envelope?
my life is enveloped with somebody who's taken me to Joburg, Johannesburg, South Africa, which may be a wonderful thing. But you may be enveloped with somebody who you think is going to take you closer to Jesus. But instead, once you have been enveloped with them, the address is saying they're taking you to hell. Read Proverbs chapter 7, young man. Who do you realize the implications of who you're hanging with? Because you think that the envelope of your life is blank, but somebody is writing an address sending you someplace where you may not want to go. My God. So, here's a situation. Knowledge and understanding. And then we'll pray. How many of you have ever, and, and, and we're in church now, on, online, 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 look at me, look at me, online, in low section, online, okay? Now, we, we, just, took, we just took communion. <laughs> Turn here and say, just took communion. How many of you here, raise your hand if you ran a red light? Like, I mean, I mean, the light turned red and you just went right Massachusetts 
interpretation of yellow light being when he decided to obey the ledger and stop. And out of my mouth came, you stupid! And the Lord said, you just cursed that individual. No, 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 me. And I said, forgive me, Lord. I bless you, sir. Stop in front of me. I bless you. May the grace of God be on your life. Is it real? 
He saved me three minutes to get where I need to go. And you don't want to be on the other side of the accident and say in your mind, I should have stopped. I'll close with this. I remember one time the person in front of me stopped and I, I was in a hurry. It wasn't pretty so on top of me. I hit my steering wheel and I said, you and I didn't curse, praise the Lord, I didn't swear. But you know, my spirit swore. <laughs> Thank you. You know when you suck your teeth, you just <laughs> I am preaching better than responding. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying you did, but the, 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 that spirit. <laughs>
sometimes you may to thank God for the dangers you are aware of yeah. and the dangers you are not aware of.
chapter 13, verse 14, the words of the Apostle Paul. Now, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of Father God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you always. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. Have a fantastic week. God bless you.